it's me jen <laughs> it's you jen Hi. okay actually you know what i'm realizing is that um that i okay so i'm recording my personal audio on GarageBand, and then i'm recording your audio on zoom and then you're gonna send me audio so it'll be such a smorgasbord of audio and this is honestly my first uh time trying to do it this way <laughs> oh cool yes we're innovating yes you are helping me innovate we innovate together <laughs> yay teamwork i love awesome. it awesome okay welcome to this episode Ooh. of ho in the know a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers i am still talking selena <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't even know. Like these these introductions, they're just going down the, the drain. I have to take a moment to address the elephant in the room, which is that cities across America are burning. People are outraged. George Floyd's murder is just the tip of the iceberg. And the most infuriating aspect is that his murder was almost an exact replay of what happened with Eric Gardner instead of a chokehold, a knee to his neck. George was one of a number of black lives taken this past week. Regis korczynski Paquette, Breonna Taylor, Tony Dade, Nina Pop, Drace John, Sean Reed, David McAtee, and others who we, whose name we don't even get to hear, and their lives deserve just as much outrage. I know many black people are in a lot of pain right now, and this pain is nothing new. The reality of police brutality is nothing new to us. We all know people in prison. We all know people who have died too young. We're all scared of running into the police. The fact that my primary reaction to seeing police isn't a sense that everything is about to be safer, but instead that things could suddenly become much, much worse is telling. I'm excited to see so many people out here taking to the streets. I think vandalism and looting should be targeted. I don't think we need to fuck up libraries or postal service trucks. I don't think we need people drawing swastikas to cross them out. It's still just more swastikas than we had before, and we don't need that. And on the other hand, I acknowledge that a movement like this works because it isn't reined in. We need more chaotic elements fucking shit up, and it's not my place to police the way people express their anger. At the end of the day, it's just property. It isn't lives. And let's be clear. All of this could have been avoided if Minnesota had arrested and convicted the officers who murdered George Floyd. This is not a question, you know, whether or not they murdered a person. They definitely murdered him. There's video evidence of it, and we've all seen it. The only question is whether or not they will be shielded from accountability by the illogical quote-unquote justice system that never convicts cops but the chances of that happening are slim, which is why people are rioting. All cops are bastards. Your friend, uncle, father, boyfriend who is a cop is a bastard, and we need to dismantle the police state. Why do we have cops outfitted for war patrolling neighborhoods? Why do we have cops patrolling neighborhoods they don't live in? 
Why are cops never convicted of murder? Why does it take so little to become a cop and wield military-grade firearms? Americans are obsessed with our military and feel an illogical need for as many guns and weapons as possible. We have an endlessly increasing military budget while we neglect to set aside money for health care, education, infrastructure, or any of the other more crucial needs we have as a society. It's disgusting. And I am disgusted. And I am exhausted from saying these things over and over again. I am so tired of educating so many people while I face discrimination and the burdens of living as a black femme sex worker. And still, I persist. So, if you value what I'm doing, <laughs> at the bare minimum, please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave a fucking comment. If nothing else, just say, Selena, I love you. Or if you're a guy jerking off to my content, you can even comment, I love jerking off to your content. I truly don't give a fuck. It helps my visibility and just having people interact with the podcast is so important. So yeah, that's what's going on. And um, I hope that everybody is taking this moment to do more. Truly do more. We all can do more. Every episode, we begin with a segment called Historical Hoes, and today's historical hoe is Cardi B. So, Cardi B is a Libra, born October 11th in 1992 in Washington Heights, Manhattan, raised in the South Bronx in Highbridge. She's a rapper, songwriter, TV personality, actress, and mom. Her dad is Dominican, her mom is Trinidadian, and Spanish. Her full name is, okay, I might butcher this, Belcalis Malenis Almanzar, and she gets her stage name from her childhood nickname, Bacardi, which she got because her sister's birth name is Hennessy. Well, my sister's name is Hennessy. Yeah. How old is she? She 18. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. She on the come up? Her real no, name no, is no, Hennessy? No, no, no. Oh, I'm about to, because they call me Heineken, so I'm about yeah. to. Yeah. And uh, that's what my family call me. My, my family call me Bacardi, and like. Your family, your mother yeah. calls you Bacardi? Yeah, Bacardi. How is this possible? Guys, like people, because everybody used to be like, oh, if I name Hennessy, then what is it? Your name is Bacardi, and then it just got stuck, and I grew up with Bacardi. <laughs> Look at this bitch Bacardi over there. Bacardi, come in. <laughs> I just be like, damn, why I gotta be the cheap liquor for? Hennessy is dating this cute girl, um, Michelle Diaz. I guess she goes by Mel Diaz, maybe? Or I got different sources, different names on different sources. Anyway, they're a hottie couple. They're really cute. Um, also, Hennessy is a Capricorn. Also, she's born in 1995, so she has the same-ish age gap as me and my sister, which is cute. So anyway, Cardi credits how much time she spent with her paternal grandmother as the reason behind her thick accent. Also, she was a blood. Also, she discourages joining a gang. So she went to a vocation high school, Renaissance High School for Musical Theater, and then when she turned 18 and started college at Manhattan Community College, her mom was like, bye. Um, you know, my life was, um, 
it was a regular life like I have real good parents they poor they have regular poor jobs and whatever the crap and whatnot and they're real good people and everything I was just raised in a in a bad society and like it's like I, I, I like I like what I see I, I like that like I wanted to be that and everything and you know um I always wanted to be something that was gonna make me have money, have money, have money, have money. I, I, all I know is what my teachers told me, like to do, like, oh, you be a teacher, if you be a this, this be a that. So I went to college and whatever, but I got kicked out when I was 18 because my mama, my mama couldn't stand me. You know, them treaty people be like, get out. <laughs> it's two days for your birthday, leave. <laughs> leave, leave now, leave, leave. But Cardi was struggling to balance working at an Amish market in Tribeca and also being a student um, as the hours were conflicting and also she moved in with her then boyfriend which was her first boyfriend um, and he was also abusive and um, I was forced practically to move with um, my ex-boyfriend my first boyfriend actually and you know what Every girl, I think, always want to move with their boyfriend and everything, right? Everybody wants to move with their boyfriend until you living with them, especially if you living with their mama, their two pit bulls and their sisters and whatever, and they start stealing your little shmoney and you can't eat, and then you start getting beat. Like, oh, damn, you just let me in my feet like that. So she dropped out of school, but then she also got fired at uh, the market. And then her ex-manager suggested she try stripping, so she did. And I'm kind of like, how did that convo go? I was working in a supermarket called Amish Market for six months. I was going to college, then I stopped because I, I couldn't, I couldn't balance both. Like you know, my my job was in the day, school was in the day. It was just I quit school, I got fired from my job, and they told me like to work across the street from Amish Market in New York Dolls, be a stripper, and it's like. All right, and it's so crazy that the first day that I worked there, I made three hundred. Like I made like like a little three hundred dollars, and it's just like wow. In the daytime, I made three hundred dollars. I make this in one week, and I don't even ever see three hundred dollars. Like you will never see your whole paycheck. That yeah. is so crazy. So when she started stripping, she went back to school, escaped the domestic violence, and started to gain publicity on Vine and Instagram in twenty thirteen. And, you know, at the beginning, I feel like every dancer at the beginning, they have their goal. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to strip and make this, this amount of money and then get out the game. But little by little, you start getting influence. Like, there could be a dancer. She got these $900 shoes that, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's how I have to be. And then you just start wasting your money on little corny things. You start dating guys that, like, they could be broke. And they be like, oh, let me get, let me get $2,000 to re-up and you never see your money and all that bullshit. And my goal as a dancer was always like, yo, I need to buy a house, flip it, like rent room, rent, um, the apartment out. That was always my goal. Like, just, just do something with the money. Like, and out of nowhere, I just... I just got popping off IG just by being myself, and I could. Now it's just life just changed. Um, in 2015, she got onto the VH1 reality series Love and Hip Hop New York. She was super popular and rose to stardom, releasing two mixtapes Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1 and Volume 2. 
And then she signed with Atlantic Records in 2017. Invasion of Privacy was her debut album released in 2018. It was certified triple platinum and was named the top female rap album of the 2010s by Billboard, and it won the Best Rap Album Grammy, making Cardi B the only woman to win the award as a solo artist. And the Grammy goes to... (gasps) Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B! I can't breathe. Oh my goodness. Ciao. I want to thank all the artists that took their time and did verses for my album J Balbin, Bad Bunny, Chance the Rapper, SZA, Kehlani, The Migos, You Husband, thank you. Nah, seriously, because he was like, oh, you're going to do this album, girl. We're going to have this baby, and we're going to make this album. And thank you so much, everybody. It spawned two number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100, Bodak Yellow, which made her the second female rapper to top the chart with a solo output. Wait. Okay, quote, (laughs) because I literally copied this from Wikipedia, quote, it spawned two number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100, Bodak Yellow, which made her the second female rapper to top the chart with a solo output following Lauryn Hill in 1998, and I Like It, which made her the only female rapper to attain multiple number one songs on the chart, end quote. In 2018, Time included her on their annual list of the 100 most influential people in the world. Okay, so Cardi B is also Catholic. (laughs) Um, Also, she's married to Offset, um, who is a rapper in... Is it pronounced Migos? 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 Something? Group? That's a group, right? Um something like that, and they had a kid together, culture, um, and um, she identifies as a feminist. She also endorsed Bernie Sanders in the 2020 primaries. He wants, he wants um, free health insurance, and he wants free education. And let me tell you something, I have a cousin, right? I have a cousin, and she, she has a degree, and she was, she was telling me one time how she was so miserable because her credit can't get up, so she can't really get the apartments that she want. And her credit is, is, is down because she owes for student loans. her student loans. So it's just like, how does that, enc- how does that encourage people to want to go to school? I, I, I don't make me want to go to school. I don't want to be in debt. <laughs> so how are you supposed, how are you going to make America, how are you going to make America be great if, if we got to pay to be educated? One time she threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj because she was liking comments on social media about Cardi B's inability to raise a child. Are you going to show her hustlers one day? I am going to talk to my daughter about everything that I did in my life because it's just not a secret. But I also want, want it to be like a lesson. Like, for example, right, I have a little sister 
And my little sister, she saw me coming from work at four o'clock in the morning with my stripper heels in my bag and me counting on my singles. But she's seen certain times that I cry because sometimes I cry because I felt disrespected because guys sometimes be drunk and they want to smack the shit out of your ass. They want to aggressively grab on your titties. Uh, they will make you feel like, like you're just like a piece of shit, like not worthy. Like, you know, sometimes the money is so glamorous, but sometimes you feel so, like the values that you have as a woman, sometimes it goes just a little down and sometimes your self-esteem goes a little down. Like, you know, you dancing, you feel like your body's perfect, you feel like you person, perfect, but then a guy just, he don't want to buy a dance from you, but he buys a dance from another woman and you just feel like, am I not pretty enough? And I just have to go through a lot of things and I would tell my daughter, like, it's like, listen, I bust my ass, I bust my ass for you. Um, in 2019, she became the first female rapper in the US to appear on the cover of Vogue. Um, and then she also has this quote about being Afro-Latina and Afro-Caribbean. We're not Caribbean people. Some people want to decide if you're black or not. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I started the chat so wrong. We are Caribbean people. Um, some people want to decide if you're black or not, depending on your skin complexion, because they don't understand Caribbean people or our culture. I feel like people need to understand or get a passport and travel. I don't got to tell you that I'm black. I expect you to know about it. When my father taught me about Caribbean countries, he told me that these Europeans took over our lands. That's why we all speak different languages. Just like everybody else, we came over here the same way. I hate when people try to take my roots from me, because we know that there's African roots inside of us. Um, so she has been living in Edgewater, New Jersey, renting an apartment for 3000 a month that she said would be twice as much in Manhattan. Um... And, uh, so then she, she also appeared in, um, Hustlers, the movie that came out last September, and, um, she had, like, a small role in it, she was offered a larger role, but she just didn't have time, I think, because she was touring, um, and she was kind of, like, trying to give guidance on, like, the club experience, um. I work in these streets. I didn't get hired in the club that the movie right. is based on because in New York, you're not allowed to have big tattoos in, mm. in the white clubs. Mm. So they didn't hire me because of that. Damn. But whatever. Yeah, I bet they wish they did now. <laughs> you know, I wish, I wish um, I would have more time. You know, J-Lo offered me a big role, but I couldn't take it because my schedule is like overly, overly booked. But I really wanted to be to participate in more in that movie because that's really my feel. It's about a strip club in New York. It's about things that I know that happens in the strip clubs and because of the desperation that women, that women, you know what I'm saying? When they work, mm -hmm. they start Survival. getting, because it gets hard sometimes. A lot of people think that strippers leave home with over a thousand dollars. Sometimes they go home with zero. Sometimes we actually go owing We're the going. club and you just develop this type of hatred for men just because the way that they touch you, the way they disrespect you. And just sometimes men sometimes go to the strip club and tell you the, their whole life story. And it's yeah. like, wow, 
That's how you really feel about your wife. Wow. I'm not your therapist. I hate you niggas. Do y'all cover a lot of that in the movie as well? Yes. I heard that. Did you consult? Uh, I spoke. I spoke to J Lo, and I was like, "Listen, this is my field right here." Right. Like, take it from me. But she has like a lot of fond. Oh my God, there's sirens. I can't record. Like there are protests going on and shit. So it's like um, loud as fuck out here in New York. You know how it is. So she, um, yeah, has like fond opinions of like her time stripping and everything. So like. I know you said that there's a lot of jealousy in the strip clubs and everything <laughs> like that. Who would you say is your competition? Nobody. Really? <laughs> No, because um, um, it's just I, I hustle different. Like it's not really a competition thing. I work with four girls in New York City. You have to work on a team because damn bitches is vicious. Okay. Like the way they throw money and the and the way the girls pick up money. Like you might lose a fucking finger doing that much shit. So um, it's not really a competition. It's really on your talent how your body looks, and how you entertain, and how you spit G. Like, a lot of girls, they don't know how to spit G. You, you might not get money the way they I do like, And I might not get money the way that you do it. And she's never, like, really, like, denied that part of her life or said anything bad about it because she, like, credits stripping as being what helped her get out of her bad situation. So. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, describe to me the first time that you, like, stepped out on stage at the strip club. Like, were you scared? Yes, I was scared and um, I felt a little ashamed. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm like degrading my mom. I'm degrading my dad. This is so crazy. Like, I'm showing my whole body and then everybody's looking at you. And I just felt like, for, for like two, three months, I just felt so out of it, but it's like, oh damn, I cannot stop. The money is good. <laughs> the money is good. But it yes, seems like city? the um, yeah, it seems like the bartenders is making money more here. It's like what do you think appearance. about that? The I'm, bartenders be becoming just as big and notable as the same outfit. I think that's cool. Yeah, they do. They wear the same outfit. Well, yeah, like what do you think about like? I think that shit is corny because this is the thing now. Break it down. Because this is what that's I think. Boss. I think that girls think that if they become a bartender, they're gonna become like a model or something. If you become a stripper, they're not gonna respect your shit. But this is the thing. The bartenders that is popping been hoeing for years. Oh, that's a, what you gotta name understand. Name a few, name a few. Huh? Nah, you know what I'm saying? I can't be starting problems. I might get suspended for my job. Hold on, hold on. I might get fired, bitch. <laughs> I was what like, bitch, you? you fucking the same customer that I'm grinding my ass on. Don't act cute, don't be. This is the thing. I respect them and shit, but there's some of them that I could notice that they be thinking they slick. Like, for example, nigga be touching them and be like, don't touch me. I'm not a stripper, but you be fucking like, you be fucking niggas though. You just a hoe, just like me. Shut up. <laughs> Same nigga that's, that's throwing you money is throwing me money too. Believe that. Don't you not like? Cause no, like I really don't like when you think that you 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 better than me. You half ass naked just like me. Why? Because you serving that nasty ass drinks. Oh, can I get a fucking blood? Oh, can I get a blood Mary, please? Oh, I don't know how to do that when I was sucking dick getting this job. Like. <laughs> And she also had this to say about her experiences stripping. You want to know, uh, once I worked in this strip club, when I first started working in urban clubs, like they stole my whole outfit. And they, there was this dancer that she lent me her dress to go home. And I was like, wow, like you the best. And it's crazy, like, um, 
it's crazy. Like uh, after that, I had a customer and I put her on, and we made money. And it's just like you see, that's the type of thing. But bitches be cutting throat all the time. Like you really have to study a person. Like even when you work with a girl, it's really popular to work with a girl. It's really convenient in New York to work with a girl. Like don't be too close. Don't take a bitch to your house, and make sure that like yeah, you always looking at her because you y'all both have the same money bag. She might go to the back and put some in her bag. Like you just gotta keep your eyes open and don't get too close. Curious uh about -huh. when you have your period, do you strip? Yes. Really? Oh, bloody where, pussy. Where have you ever heard a stripper say, I'm taking seven days off? Never. Who has their period <laughs> for seven days? Have you ever heard a stripper say, I'm taking seven days but off? Yeah. Have Who you ever had period for seven days? I do. I get my period for seven days. Oh. Yeah, Damn. it's real. You think I'm going to take seven days off because I got my period? <laughs> God bless her. Stupid. God fact, bless sometimes, her. Sometimes I feel like I make, honest truth, it might just be in my head, but I feel like I make money when I'm on period because I be extra mad. So, you know, I hate niggas extra. So I just be on some aggressive shit. Like, what's poppin', nigga? Yeah. That is Cardi B. And I got my sources from um, the 2019 Grammys. A Fuse interview with Big Boy, Global Grind TV's interview with Brittany Lewis, a This Is 50 interview, um, Cardi's interview with Vogue, and Wikipedia. And then joining me today is Jen. Hi, sup pervs? How's it going? <laughs> Welcome to the show. I love perverts. Thank you. I do too. Yeah, I this like perverts are the best. I ch decided though that pervs are over and everyone is verts now. Verts. I think that's yeah. We're all verts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, explain it for me. I need to. I need to understand. So basically, I got bored of saying pervs, and I feel like it had a bad connotation, and so I just took the other part of the word, and like, we're all verts, and we all respect each other, and it's a great thing. <laughs> you know, I was like thinking of it like uh, kind of introvert, extrovert, like rather than pervert, but I mean, you know what, I'm into, I think I'm into the spectrum of verts. Yeah, I love all verts. <laughs> So, um, we met some time ago in a comedy show, and I got to see you perform um, ages ago. And yeah, that was so much fun. And did you actually know um, my girlfriend at the time? Like, her name is uh, Pink, or Celine? We literally met on that couch in that moment. We just realized that we wanted to make fun of the same things, and so we were immediately buds. Oh, that's so good. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> she's she's yeah, great. That was so funny. Um, she's so awesome, tell, and on. we were just like immediately on the same page. Oh yeah, no, it was fun. Mm -hmm. We were sitting in the back oh, of the room, awesome. and you know, we just like, um, had a bunch of the I feel like I always attract like the bad kids in the back of the room so I always end up sitting in the back just to see like who will show up and then I met all you guys and it was fucking awesome <laughs> yeah it was such a good variety show and I oh my gosh whenever the host she was like so dope and so talented but then she like fell and like I was like oh my god is she okay but she completely got up like a champ and continued dancing and stuff she decided I think what was she doing she like 
did an improvisational dance and got up on one of the tables and then slipped and fell. And I was yeah, like, oh Brie my god. Geiger. Yes. Brie, shout out to Brie. She is the fucking coolest. Um, she was improv rapping and dancing, I feel like. And then, yes. yeah, she just had a little slip. And, she oh my god, did. it was actually a Christmas show, wasn't it? Oh, that yeah. was when it was, it was Christmas. Oh my god, I was, I was like... What was it? I was like, it's definitely, it was definitely a holiday season. It was definitely like winter. And I just completely forgot she was in yeah, like a, I just a sexy Santa was suit. wearing the Santa. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's crazy because yeah, um, I like brought a bunch of weed to that show and like everybody got an eighth for the most part because at the time I was still working with a cannabis company getting different events sponsored and it was awesome we were able to give a ton of weed away (laughs) oh that's so cool so you were just so you were kind of like because I was I heard something in the event it was like oh like you want a joint just say hi and like we'll give you a joint and I was like oh like that's that's cool it's also maybe the most <laughs> yeah california experience which is like happening upon <laughs> weed at any given circumstance like there's just at any time is an opportunity for somebody to hand you weed yeah it was the coolest and i just love um bringing people together with comedy and marijuana and it was just such a good vibe so we met on a really fun night yeah it was it was fantastic Um, So how long have you been in comedy? So I've been in comedy most of my life. Um, I grew up modeling and my parents were always putting me in different um, acting and comedy things. Um, As a kid, I'm from Chicago, so I grew up going to Second City and doing um, like comedy classes for children at Second City. (laughs) And and then as an adult, I went back um, and did a lot of improv. And then finally, I was like, you know, I really think that I need to try to do something that's just me focusing on me and my comedy. So I started doing stand up mm-hmm. and I moved to L.A. and I've been doing stand up for like five years now. Oh, wow. So how has it been for you? What is the scene like? And um, I guess I also wonder, like, as a, as a woman, you know, like, how are you treated as compared to your male counterparts? Oh, you know, shitty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, just the classic shitty. Uh, no, but it's it definitely was starting to look up, and I think that... Um, female comedians are really drawn to each other and trying to help each other and trying to raise each other up. And we have had like many different secret Facebook groups to try to like keep track of who's creepy and who treats people like shit and just really try to like raise each other up and um, make sure that we have a voice for each other to communicate, uh, to keep each other safe. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, just like with most industries, there's a lot of predators. Um, I think that in comedy, it just gets amplified because we're all talkers um yeah (laughs) and so like it's just like everyone knows everyone's business and I don't dislike that mentality but it does feel like because there are so many voices that want to get heard we tend to have a lot more stories come out about people who are being abused and I think that that's like a good mirror up to society Mm -hmm. but at times it's very hard um I know that I had struggled early on with um power dynamics with male comedians and it ended up really poorly and I ended up having to like protect other women from somebody that I was very close with because they had sexually abused me Mm. and it was just like 
a real jarring stopping point in my career it felt like um people definitely took sides and that was never what i intended i was really just trying to make sure that everyone that i knew would be safe yeah oh my god it's like it's crazy that it becomes this thing where people feel like they have to pick sides in this thing when it's just basic safety (laughs) like it's Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, there's no and, like, I never wanted to ruin anyone's life or anything. Like, I just wanted to people to know what he was doing, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's not like he was thinking about that. Like, oh, he was not thinking like, oh, I just don't want to ruin somebody's life. <laughs> like, there's not that <laughs> yeah. same forethought on, on their end. <laughs> yeah. And it's just crazy because I feel like when women come forward about things that have happened to them, it's just like... <sighs> greeted with such tension when really I feel like most of the time we're only asking for people to have accountability and take responsibility for their actions and like apologize and I feel like it's not that hard no it's so base level (laughs) yes and we still can't get it so I stand by my statement of shitty (laughs) (laughs) oh god so when did you get into camming So I started doing um, camming type things. I started getting really involved with um, cosplayers and they are doing a lot of different stuff that a lot of sex workers are doing, but um, they're just, their like first priority is still cosplay and doing different characters and all that stuff. Yes, exactly. So I definitely got started in the lewd community, the Ichi, yes. all of that stuff. Ichi. Yes, I saw on your story today <laughs> that you were watching some Ichi anime, and I was like, ooh, girl, I got to find out what that one is. Yes, oh, gosh. So um, it's it's called, like, uh, Valkyrie something uh, mermaid. I, I just, Hot. I, I know, it. right? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just sending it to my friend Yadoye, and he was like, I was like, uh, so it has, oh, Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, and it's like, it's super weird, so the premise of this particular uh, Ichi is that there's like this group of women who are infected with this virus that, um, essentially like they're they're divided into two categories so there's like the people who can uh transform when aroused into weapons and then the people who are able to wield those weapons amazing yes (laughs) amazing hot love it yes it's pretty hot it's pretty hot i can't deny (laughs) yeah it's getting me through so yeah that's the kind of shit i'm into yes (laughs) Um, so really I started doing different lewd cosplays and doing, um, like big photo shoots. Um, cause I also come from the world of modeling. Like that's what I grew up doing. So I just was like, oh wow, this is kind of a fun way to take that back. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had a Instagram account, um, called Jen Scott needs attention. <laughs> that was basically, you know, like how everyone's Instagram account is, but the irony was clearly there. (laughs) It acknowledged the irony in the title. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so I feel like people were very much more on to the joke of everything that I was doing from a comedy aspect, as well as like a, um, a just lewd aspect Mm -hmm. and just trying to really, I'm all about trying to get acceptance through humor. Mm -hmm. And I just really feel like, um, women need to be able to show their bodies however they want and if that 
needs me to have you break it down as some fucking anime character and a joke, then like I'll do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it really was like um, for me a big statement towards um, feminism and comedy, which is just kind of my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that totally makes sense. Yeah. So were you like making money off of it, or was it just kind of your like a hobby project or? Um, At first, I wasn't really trying to make money off of it, but then I was like, um, people were asking for more, and I, and like willing to pay me, and so I was willing to provide that, and I started doing the photo shoots, and doing the editing, and putting them all together, and, um selling them is just like google drive files wow just like yeah it was just like being like okay send me x amount of money and i'll send you however many pictures are in this photo set of me like just as zero two or bowsette or whatever i was doing at the time (laughs) oh my god you did a (laughs) bowsette yes it was my first cosplay that tells you how lewd i was I was interested in being lewd cosplay, and that's pretty much it. Oh, my God. But, I mean, that's also, like, one of my favorite, like, subcategories of lewds is, like, the bow set. Because it's just, it's so funny. Like, there's... It is. That was, like, what really inspired me to get into it. Her character's so good. Yeah, it's just, like, inherently kind of, like, wacky. Like, because it's, I mean, bow set... Well, I mean, could you describe bow set for people who are not familiar? Yes. So, bow set if you're not aware, is Bowser from, you know, the Mario games. <laughs> but Mario, but Bowser gets Princess Peach's crown and wears it and turns into a super hot Bowser. So she's basically Bowsette. She has a tail like Bowser. She has spikes in a shell like Bowser. But she's super hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Bowser is like a giant spiky turtle kind of thing, right? I mean... Yes. How, I yes. don't know a better way to describe Bowser beyond that. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's very much Spiky Turtle Boy. Spiky Turtle Boy. <laughs> so you became Spiky Turtle Girl. <laughs> yes. And like Bowser also has just like this weird Dommy quality to it because it was a villain character that um, she came from. So I liked that aspect of it. While still being like a weird, vulnerable Princess Peach version of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, it's great. So, did you, how long did you continue doing the cosplay lewds? And do you still do it? Um, I don't do as much cosplay anymore. Um, what happened was, so after about a year of everything, um, I was doing a lot of Twitch streaming where I was just like making art and being weird. Um, and on my Twitch stream, I had made a butt out of clay, <laughs> and I smashed the clay butt with my butt, <laughs> and that got me banned from Twitch for three days. What? Yes, and it wasn't, I like, okay, that it was like the least sexual thing of all time. Yeah, that is so confusing. <laughs> and I wasn't nude or anything. I had, like, short shorts on, but, <sighs> like, immediately Twitch took me down. But apparently some fucking incel boys had clipped it and um, and this is a lot of me putting stuff together of like fans telling me what they saw. Uh-huh. But um, these guys put it on Reddit and basically started a hate thread about me and started reporting every single thing I did online. What? Like my name is flagged on Instagram. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. that's crazy. 
Yes. So after that, I got deleted from Instagram <laughs> um, with like no return. And it really sucked because I had just started to like really get traction towards getting a following and people understanding the joke of it all mm-hmm. and all of that. And it was just all gone. Were you and able to was, petition like, you know, it? Years of my life. I tried. I tried to appeal it so many times. I tried to have people like write in and um, just nothing happened. Instagram doesn't have any people that work in their customer service. It's all automation. Oh God, so they truly don't so give a shit. Frustrating. Yeah, it was the worst. And um, yeah, I went through seven Instagrams. This is my seventh oh, one that I finally was able shit. to. Yeah, it was really bad, and it was really hard for me because it, something that had I had worked really hard on that was providing a level of income for me was just completely taken away from me by strangers that hated me for no reason. Yeah, that makes, oh my god, that's just incredible, and the fact that you have no recourse in this situation, and the fact that you weren't even making explicit porn (laughs) like you were just sitting upon something that looked like a butt but it wasn't even a butt (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was like literally the silliest thing and it was very funny yeah (laughs) oh my gosh I mean it's so interesting so it sounds like you pretty immediately and extensively have dealt a lot with the effects of SESTA and FOSTA oh a hundred percent and it's been a fight and a struggle since all that and I've just really had a hard time because the only solution that I've been able to find that is any form of call of action is just screaming it as loud as you can Mm -hmm. it because no one's listening so like if you can get a number of people to listen it makes you feel better but there's no real like tangible thing that I can do to change it. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, systemic action or, you know, yeah, there's just, there's nothing right now. Yeah. And it's like you, and it's you having to prove your case, you know, like, rather than it just, like, them having to prove that you're creating lewd content. I mean, it's like you're getting attacked by trolls. Yes, and I tried to state that case so many times in so many different ways, emails, reporting through Instagram's terrible reporting system, Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it it was pointless. So much of it was just to nothing, I'm sure. Yeah, Uh, that's so unfortunate. Well, um, definitely, you know shout you out and stuff (laughs) because I mean this is crazy oh thanks so much yeah (laughs) yeah it was wild I did end up writing an article about it that got published by Salty oh good Um, they're a really great publication no I love Salty so so much they're so great and it was so cool of them to publish it for me and it just made me feel so happy that people were able to hear me (laughs) yeah I mean I think that that's the biggest thing is you know this huge silencing that's going on you know people are just completely you know it's it's you know they're not able to plead their case they're not able to like alert people to what's going on we're just like disappearing yes and it's just it's completely unfair in every way and uh i don't even know i don't even know what to do yeah (laughs) yeah totally so um so you are kind of like primarily working with OnlyFans at this point? Yes. Um, I've just found it to be the safest, most straightforward way for me to get my content to my fans. Okay. And what kind of stuff do your fans want? Like, what is your base about? 
So I think that a number of my followers have been able to stick through everything with the six accounts and all of the deletion and everything. And they were originals from when I was still doing the Jen Scott Needs Attention stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of them are fans through comedy. A lot of them are fans of podcasts that I do. I'm on a network called Unpopular Opinion where um, I'm on a weekly show that talks about different news stories and different trends and stuff. And so I know that a lot of people come from there. Um, And so I think a lot of them just are around for like kind of weirdly, they like my personality and they want to see me less close. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that that's a great way to describe it because I mean, there is something about OnlyFans that is just, it's not merely people being naked. It's like that you want a very specific person to be naked and a lot of it yes. seems to be drawn around like personalities especially right now like with the kind of covid boom of only fans it's like people who are successful tend to already have existing followings and it's not enough to just be a hot person getting naked it's like you have to network and you have to have media coverage and you have to you know publicize all of your stuff and update people it's like it's a huge hustle yeah it's really crazy and um I had been doing it for a long time and it's been really crazy to see how much OnlyFans has like really become a huge thing after coronavirus and I've had so many girls asking me advice on things because they've lost their job and stuff and at first I was kind of like but I really think that there's somebody out there who wants to see like any given person less clothed and there's a market for everybody and so I'm willing to help like anyone who wants to try you know I think everyone should have a fucking OnlyFans who cares yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but um it is just like it's actually more work than I ever expected it to be and I'm really thankful for that because I I I'm a comedian I would be so fucked right now there's no jobs that will allow for me to get paid to do what I do so I'm really thankful that I have been doing that and that I have a fan base and that those people pay to interact with me and pay to see me twerk and all that (laughs) shit (laughs) what I mean okay so how is your kind of like workload with OnlyFans like could you walk me through uh you know preparing the content for any particular day Yeah, so um, what I do is I'll kind of post just maybe like a minute long video of mm, twerking, dancing, like I'll decide whether I want it to be like a titty focused video or a booty focused (laughs) video, kind of depending on what my followers seem to like at that time. Mm -hmm. And I'll try to mix it up with just like different outfits, um, different angles different sets all the different things that people will not be bored of seeing Mm -hmm. and um i'll do like i'll pick a song put it on dance spend way too much time making different versions of the same video (laughs) (laughs) reshooting um 
and yeah, and then I finally just decide that one is acceptable and I post it. And honestly, usually I immediately want to delete it, but I leave it up. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the immediate like, oh, God. <laughs> and then you're like, well, let's just yeah, leave people it. People are always like people are always like I get so nervous posting things like that and I'm like I'm constantly nervous about it there's days where I want to delete everything I've ever done but at the end of the day I'd rather have people see that it's okay to be a woman who does whatever they want with their body than not to be mm-hmm. oh yeah totally I mean if there's so much pressure in like posting and in like having a curated image especially now so I think it makes sense that you would be nervous do you typically yeah do you typically uh hold your camera or do you set it up on tripods and things like that or do you get a friend um i set it up on a tripod or um i actually film a lot of stuff just like i'll put my phone on like literally a pillow on my bed because i want it to feel like you're in bed with me oh Um, yeah and it's um kind of unconventional but i feel like it's kind of funny because sometimes i'll do something on the bed where the phone falls over and I feel like my fans have like come to love that (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah I I mean I think silly and go ahead oh I was just gonna say like I think um like the POV shot is definitely like very fun and like you can do some really crazy angles with it yeah and I I play with that a lot where um I'll like um, it put the camera below me and it's like very dominating or I'll put the camera above me and it's very submissive and just like really trying to encapsulate all the different, you know, lewd, itchy kind of things that I steal from anime or that I want to portray or that I just think are cute. Totally. Um, so you're my, mainly on OnlyFans, but have you used any other sites before? Yeah, I've been on uh, my free cams and Chatterbait. But um, I'm developing the way I want to do a show, and I think it's going to be different than just what I've done before, which is, like, regular camming of trying to, like, be like, for this many tokens, I'll take this off. And um, because, I don't know, I just get I just get kind of bored with that. And I um, I want to do something that's more interactive than that. And so I've been trying to come up with an idea for a way to people have people call in Mm. and I can talk to them and um so I've tried to kind of develop that but it's a little bit hard with trying to stay safe with having fake numbers even and so I've just been trying to do research with that and see what the best way to have them call in is and especially just because it is like a cam site it might just be people calling with heavy breathing yeah. or jerk off noises <laughs> or whatever, but I think that that might be really funny. I think, yeah, I mean, I guess it, you can really spin it however you want to, and I mean, that's kind of fun in, like, a really weird way. Like, it's like this, like, like an improv battle. Like, they're just throwing props at you, like, heavy breathing. Yeah. Sweat sounds. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I've been trying to figure out a way to do that, but I've been hitting a lot of road bumps. And also, with just, like, projects like that, I usually want them to be so perfect and thought out that, like, I know what's going to get thrown at me and I'm prepared for it. Do you find that people are pretty responsive whenever you're on Chatterbait and um, My Free Cams, like, previously? Because I know you're focusing on OnlyFans at this moment, but... 
Um, honestly, I just don't have patience um, to like sit and wait for people to engage with me. And I know that there's things that I could do to like probably try to get them more enticed or more likely to click. Um, what would you do if you, if but, you like, what are those things? I mean, create a more um, welcoming setting. Like I've tried to do um, just, you know, basic like see what this is about type stuff but I've never gotten really past that without having like too many ideas of what I want to do next and I think that's what I like about OnlyFans is that I can focus on just like what I won't want this week of posts to be and then do it mm -hmm. but with um camming I like I get really squirrely live and I want to have control <laughs> over everything um and so I just like uh I think it definitely has something to do with stand-up too is like I'm most comfortable trying to make people laugh and I feel like in a live setting, sometimes I get into that mode and that's not the right mode that people are going to want to jerk yeah. off to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's like that whole, I mean, I know some female stand-up comedians talk about like the repulsion that some people have about like funny women, which is absolutely stupid, but it's, yes, it's <laughs> it is there though. It happens. Oh God, the fucking sexism around that. <laughs> It's so bad. Women aren't funny. Okay. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> so, you, okay, so whenever you're doing, like, my free cams and chatterbait, I'm going to kind of linger on this for a little bit. Um, what kind of, like, hourly sure. commitment are you making? Oh, my God, I set myself, like, for the lowest goal possible because I know that I'm already kind of uncomfortable in a live setting. Mm -hmm. Um and the clients that I do live work with, I do charge more because I know that I have to get myself in the right headspace to be live. And so I feel like more than on cam sites, I will do like uh, private video chats and like know that and like set an expectation of the time that they're going to be receiving mm -hmm. so that I don't feel like I'm just floating through time yeah. trying to <laughs> figure out if I have enough money or not and I just like know that I'm gonna make x amount of money for this amount of time before I even turn a camera on yeah no I think um, that that's like so much more uh incentivizing in, in a way <laughs> yes and I'm just literally the most ADHD fucking impatient person and so if like a lead starts going somewhere where the, it seems like someone's gonna pay me x amount of money and it like falls through I'm just like I'm done oh god <laughs> yes I totally feel that but I mean it's like people will they will truly lead you on so far yes yes and also like even with the people that I do lives with um that like I know and respect and they respect me they'll still try to pull shit on mm -hmm. me they'll still try to be like well what if I uh ask you to do it for like 10% of what you normally charge today. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why would I say yes to yeah. that? <laughs> oh my God. I hate it whenever like regulars try to sort or short sell you. And it's like, yeah, this is a job yeah. for me. Like, it's not that I don't like you. It's just that like, this is a job. Yeah. It's like, you don't get a discount. Are you kidding me? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, just because you've been respectful this far, that's still just the bare minimum. Like. Yeah. So are the people that are wanting these privates, are they like mostly based from OnlyFans and from the Gen Needs Attention and all of that? Um, yes, I think so. I think that there's a handful of randoms that I have like 
they've seen me on somebody shouting me out or um, just different connections through different people. And I mean, there's probably people that I knew from like fucking high school who stay anonymous and just want to like creep on my life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's so true. I mean, how do you (laughs) have you had many people from your like high school or like, you know, earlier life try and drop in and be like, oh, hey, I see that you're doing some sexy work right now. Like, how do you manage that? Literally the other night, this dude DM me that I worked with when I worked at fucking Zoomies in the mall. Oh, my God. That's also (laughs) what a snapshot in time. Zoomies in the mall. Yes. I was a manager. Oh my wow. god. You can handle the money. <laughs> I love when they try to give you a manager yeah. position at the mall like that means anything. Yeah. Um <laughs> you have a key now. <laughs> um but no, I worked with this guy and we did not get along and he DM me being like, I was always attracted to you. I wanted to have angry sex with you. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, I charge people to talk to me like oh this. My God. Like, stop it. No. And and he like totally baited me too by being like, oh, I still work at Zoomies and I hate myself. Oh, and I'm like, I'm what? sorry, don't hate yourself. And then he went into all that and I was like girl bye it's like what is the tone (laughs) of this conversation (laughs) oh my god yeah and it's like what is the tone of the conversation it goes from like i wanted to have angry sex with you back when we worked together at the mall to like a self-pity conversation (laughs) it was so confusing and i was like dude like no (sighs) this is this is not acceptable to talk to me like this like i've been this nice to you for this long i we never got along and that you reminded me why like bye yeah and then he deleted his instagram Ooh. Well, I mean, was he one of those, yeah. like, Instas with just, like, 10, f- like, followers and, like, following, like, 100-something people? Like, yes, those are the, the burner accounts. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was like, okay, that's what you wanted to get out of your system? Fine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Go live your life. But it was still just, like... Like, what What does he expect me to do? Like, get on a plane and go have sex with him during a pandemic? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I guess I wonder how much they think this through. Like, what is your end goal in this, in this <laughs> conversation? Like, do you just need to, like, vent and, like, air your lusty things? Like, I mean, it truly didn't sound... It doesn't sound like he knew where this was going. He just clicked and... <laughs> word vomited at you truly and I feel like that is so much of um doing sex work is people just being like here's everything yeah Yeah, exactly it is very Um, much like I get it people are lonely people are lonely people reach out and without really thinking it through I mean you know there are those of us who think things through maybe too much (laughs) and then there's people who don't think at all Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh I've had some I mean, I have some weird experiences with people from high school, like men and women, and it's it's totally like every time I'm like, "Why are you even talking to me?" Like we didn't enjoy each other <laughs> at the time. Yeah, it's always the people that like you thought really we're not on your team and then they're like hey i just wanted to say yeah <laughs> blah, 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 blah. hey i just wanted to say that i'm okay with what you do <laughs> like 
<laughs> Thanks. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your stamp of approval. That's all I wanted. <laughs> oh, I've been doing this for you. I'm so glad you finally noticed. <laughs> it's all been a scam for approval from from you, my high school acquaintance. My high school nothing. My high school nothing. <laughs> But yeah, it's ridiculous. And I mean, I typically would try to keep someone's identity a little bit more secret than calling them out for working at Zoomies, but this dude pissed me off. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we haven't said where this Zoomies is. That's true. I felt bad afterwards and I shouldn't. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like, I mean, it's unsolicited and it's like he went too far and you know what? Sometimes you get called out. That's what happens. <laughs> Yeah, take responsibility for your actions, part two. <laughs> so do you advertise your stuff, like, um, in any way? Or is it is it just primarily kind of, like, social media? Like, hey, I posted this OnlyFans, check it out, like, story. So I pretty much just advertise on Twitter and Instagram. And I have to be really careful on Instagram mm -hmm. because if I... Um, probably use any of their flagged words or anything i most likely will get a warning that i'll get deleted mm -hmm. um i have to even be careful with sharing other sex workers that are my friends content to my stories like it sucks because there's so many times where i see like a bomb post from one of my super hot sex worker friends and i'm like oh i want to post that to my story just to share to give them some love mm -hmm. and i have to sit there and think from the guise of like Instagram's view on what I'm doing to like not post that. Oh my <laughs> so god. So I do have to be really careful with um, the way I do advertise. And luckily, I have had a lot of friends who have had better luck with Instagram who have been able to shout me out. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate them. And I really would be super lost without other people helping promote me because it's it was so hard when I first started to actually have an account again because um, you're just starting from zero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that is, I think, you know, that's like such a nightmare scenario, too, for like a lot of sex workers, because I mean, we primarily advertise via social media, like what's going on and you lose that and then you lose connection to your fans and to your income. Yes, it was so devastating. And also, I spent so much time in Los Angeles when I moved here just making connections. Like the whole first year I lived here, I made so many new friends, so many new connections, and mm -hmm. all of them were just gone. Oh, yeah, that's so true. And it was like, I'll never get some of those people back because, you know, you meet them one time, like how we met. You meet them one time, you follow each other, and that's how you stay in touch. But like, mm -hmm. I don't expect anyone to find me after six different times of getting deleted. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And that's not and their job. Like <laughs> It's not their job. And I mean, it's like social media, like whatever platform you kind of gravitate toward is kind of like this. I mean, OK, I'm going to sound really old school, but it's like your contemporary Rolodex. Like <laughs> It's your address book. Yes. It's, no, it totally is. It's every way that you keep in contact with the world around you. And then you just lose that. And you and you're so right. Like you just lose these connections and people, you know, they don't know where to find you. Sometimes you're able to like find a mutual friend who can like plug your new, you know, IG or whatever. But it's still like you have this loss and you have to like start searching again. I mean, it's just so unsettling. And also 
like it it's dissuading you know like you're like is it worth it yeah it's super tiring and I was really defeated for a long time and once I did find OnlyFans it really gave me some hope because the format is so similar to Instagram you just pay for it you're just paying for that person's feed instead of just subscribing to it for free Mm -hmm. and so it really made me feel like the people that had stayed loyal to me would have a place to continue to support me regardless of me getting deleted or anything that was going on with my social media so OnlyFans saved me OnlyFans (laughs) saved another life (laughs) (laughs) so whenever you were kind of starting out how much money were you did you make like what is your kind of like you know margin it really kind of depends um honestly month to month Mm -hmm. which is very challenging challenging to budget Um, challenging to have expectations for what what can I spend this month (laughs) yes especially because the different like services that I offer are like anywhere from $20 to like $300 and so it's like if nobody's interested in a $200, $300 service that month or like they can't afford it because they're a regular and that's all they want to do like it's kind of up in the air but when I first started I was really just selling those photo sets and so I wasn't really making that much money because I was only selling them for like $25 to $35 a photo set Mm -hmm. Um, and only getting like I don't know between five and 20 people who would want it so that's not that Mm -hmm. much money but it was definitely helping me get by as a fucking stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. with like a shitty day job totally um but um it's definitely been a process of trying to figure out you know you got to weigh out your own worth which is really the hardest thing about it you're like what do I want to be worth Mm -hmm. in this situation yeah what do I want to be worth and like what is the market value generally Right. And what are people willing to pay? Because uh-huh. I don't want to like overshoot something because then you've lost a sale. Yeah. yeah, you can't go too um, high, but you also like truly cannot go too low. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. And you can't like you have to be willing to compromise and also be willing to not compromise. So it's just always complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I'm doing a little better now, especially because there has been a boom of people being at home and needing to feel like they have something to jerk off to or needing to feel like there's someone that will listen to them if they dm them or you know that stuff but um still not enough to where i feel comfortable that with sex work being my only income Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's totally i mean it's hard it's definitely such an up and down business and you have like months that are fantastic and then you have months that are trash (laughs) Yes. And you have to like watch your own back Uh with like how you spend your money every month because of it. And it's just a constant like uh, weighing priority. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay, so I was going to ask you, like, what is is the kind of typical level of interaction that you have with your clients? Like, is do you have like a lot of people who just want to watch from afar, keep up with like, your daily posts and stuff and who don't really necessarily need to be in your dms or do you find that people want a more interactive experience it really depends yeah it depends on the the fan or the subscriber or whatever they want to be called the client 
Um, there's some people that I have long conversations with that are super respectful that I, um, that they have like earned that respect through buying services or whatever. And there's some people that I do need to charge to have conversations with because they haven't paid me anything extra that would make me um, inclined to talk to them or take time to talk to them and it is a little bit of that girlfriend experience type thing that I feel like a lot of people are paying for because I will have conversations with people if they want to tell me how their day was like I'm not one to be like shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also just want people to feel like I respect them so that they respect me so as far as interaction goes, I think it's really based in like how real life interactions would go, where if somebody gives you um, proof that they value you and they have done things that would make you believe they respect you, then I'm going to give that person more of my time and energy. If it's somebody who comes at me with some like intense fucking energy that is demanding or not respectful, then like... I'm going to charge you to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, it really depends on the person. And I do think that I have a lot of people that just kind of stay silent and are fine with that. And I love those people. I respect the shit out of those people. <laughs> do you find that um, your OnlyFans account is like pretty safe? Or have you had kind of like bots or people who have purchased a subscription, um, you know, repost your data without your consent? I have tried to stay Googling for that every once in a while to make sure that there's not any of it, but like I really don't feel like I'd even have a good way of knowing if people were doing that, and I'd have to rely on like somebody seeing it and it getting back to me. Mm -hmm. So I haven't had anyone do that as far as I know, but I can't be sure. And with bots and stuff, um, I haven't really had too many problems uh i definitely have bots that like dm me all the time being like i'm looking for a sugar baby oh, blah, god. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like no you're not you're a robot yeah oh gosh those are so bad i mean like the scam ones um i mean one of the worst ones i feel like we should probably tell some people because i know there are a lot of people who just don't know that these are bots <laughs> It's it's yeah. so funny because, like, I mean, I think people generally associate, like, bot trolling, like, with men and, like, how they get trolled by, like, you know, like, this Russian babe wants to fuck you right now. Like, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the other end, um, whenever I used, um, like, a, I used, like, hashtag sugar baby for a second and then I got a million bot responses um, which was terrible, and they do this one scam, which is like, yeah, I just want to spoil you, but first you need to get this uh, gift card, and then send me the numbers to the gift card or something, and I'll transfer like $20 in there, and then I can transfer $500 in there. Yeah, and it's bullshit. Yeah, n never spend money to make money like that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Definitely not. There's also the ones that are like um, just trying to get you to give information. And it's like, no, dude, get the fuck out of here. If people ask me shit like that, I'm like, OK, send a thousand dollars to this Venmo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for like whenever people like want something like they're asking for that kind of like demanding level of information or things that I just don't give away to strangers. I'm like, okay, well, send me this amount of money, and then we'll see where this goes. Like, 
Yeah, and then they always shut the fuck exactly. up. Exactly, <laughs> they just disappear. We are kind of approaching the end of this episode, but we need to pause Ooh. for a quick commercial break. During times like these, we could all use a little bit of fun. I mean, cities are burning and all, but that doesn't mean we don't have time for a laugh over something delicious. Most restaurants are boarded up, fearful of looters, but that's not the case here at Mommy's Pizza Pies. Mommy's got the most delicious pies this side of the Mason-Dixon. What makes Mommy's Pie so special? Well, we are profoundly, proudly superficial. We like a pretty pie, and Mommy's Pies are shaped like the most beautiful thing in the world, a vulva. We handcraft our pizza vulvas meticulously, layering cheese and pepperoni so that each and every pizza looks like a fat and juicy pussy. Then we bake those bad girls until the crust is perfectly crisp and fragrant. Eat Mommy's Pies today. If you don't, someone else sure will. And we're back. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I know. Those commercials, they really fly by. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. Um, so where can we find you on social media? So you can find me on Instagram at Jen with two N's, J-E-N-N-L-M-N-O-P, like the chunk of the alphabet that sounds like one letter. <laughs> Sing the alphabet song. <laughs> wow, that's great. I actually had no idea that that was like the meaning uh, behind your screen name. I was just like, oh, it's like Jen Malop or something. <laughs> <laughs> I always love trying to like people trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> it's literally just that when I first learned the alphabet song, I thought that L M N O P was one letter because you sing that part fast. Yes. Wow, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's also like very thoughtful in a way. I think people, like native speakers for things like English and or whatever language, like they just have these things that they don't even think about. But like how quickly we say L M N O P. <laughs> Is I mean, that's real. <laughs> I love it. And I also used that name for the like first year I did comedy. So people bringing me up like on stage would be like, Jen Lemina. Jen Lemina. <laughs> did you like explain it? <laughs> yes. Um, but like my real name is Jen Scott. So it's just so much easier to be Jen Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, people know how to pronounce Scott. <laughs> Yes, they do. And they also think that they've heard of me because it's such a, like, basic name. Mm. <laughs> Jen Scott? Oh, yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. But um, my Twitter is Jen Scott Loves You. Is it and, spelled any um, different way or is it just L-O-V-E-S-Y-O-U? L-O-V-E-S, just you, the letter U, because Twitter wouldn't let me do Y-O-U. And is it Jen with two N's? Yes. And my... OnlyFans is Gentai, like hentai, but Jen with two N's, T-A-I. Uh, I love that. I love the... Yes. I love I, one of my old accounts was Gentai, but I got it deleted. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. that handle's, like, up for, you know, f to be taken at this point. Have you looked for it? I'll check. I should check, because it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so good. It's such a great pun. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I am Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can follow Ho in the Know at Ho in the Know on Instagram. You can support this project on Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. Please like, subscribe, comment, say hi, play it in your shop, play it for your mom, play it for your grandma, 
play it for your dad. You can uh, all listen together in quarantine and feel uncomfortable. And uh, this has been another episode of Hub of the Know. Have a fantastic quarantine, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. That was so fun. <laughs> more money. I want your money. I want more money. 